Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of The Bride Tender. I'm your host, Esty Gordon, and I'm here to tend to the brides like I tend to the bar. So mix yourself a cocktail and let's get the party started as we talk all things weddings. Today, I'm so excited to be here with Sarah Greenberg from Forever Young Events. She's one of my favorite wedding planners in the business. She's always on the go. You can catch her on Instagram and you'll see every weekend she's working a high-end wedding on either Long Island, New York City, Westchester, and she's always showcasing some of the most beautiful events I've honestly ever seen. So Sarah, I'm so excited that you're on today. Thank you for having me. Um, I wanted to kind of like mention, you know, how you and I met, which was a few years back. I used to work for the Glen Cove Mansion in, in the catering sales department. And Sarah had called to come and see the venue for two different brides she was working with. And we, we really like immediately connected, you know, just like two Jewish girls from Long Island shooting the breeze. And recently we reconnected and I'm just so excited to have you on the podcast and really kind of hear about your journey in the business, as well as your advice for, you know, our upcoming 2020 bride to bees. So Sarah, you're the owner of Forever Young Events, which is an event planning company based here in New York. How did you get started in the industry and how did Forever Young Events come about? So very interesting. I never thought I was going to be a planner, an event planner, or even do weddings. Um, I went to school to be an athlete, (laughs) not really do school. Um, And I ended up getting an internship for a large production company in college. And we did a couple cool, like big events. And I really kind of got the hang of it. And I was also in a sorority where I was taking the lead and helping plan events. Um, So it was always kind of my nature to be like the party girl and planning. And, you know, that's kind of how I, I guess, fell in love with doing parties and then working them was fun. And uh, I took a little break from that. 2008, there was a, you know, economic crisis like what we're dealing with right now. And I just started a business on the side. Um, My dad said, you know, you love planning parties. You always plan parties for our family. Why don't you just start something, have it as a side gig and see what happens. And that's kind of how it started. Um, I started doing celebration parties. So the Forever Young came about, you know, you're doing parties for birthdays and everyone wants to be young at a party. Everyone acts like a child at a party. So that's kind of where that started. And I was doing showers and birthday parties. And then I did my first wedding in 2015. And it just took off from there. I mean, it's great when you can make, you know, your business come from something that you were so passionate about, you know, it was like, when you're able to make something happen based on like something that's like a hobby for you, something that you just love to do, and then you're able to make it, you know, like your full-time thing. I feel like there's nothing better than that. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't easy. Um, I didn't imagine it becoming a full-time 
job at all. Um, I was working in a law firm. I was in HR. I was a paralegal. I was considering law school. And my dad, as an attorney, said, you know, Sarah, you're really you're really more of the social social butterfly. You should do the <laughs> event planning. And it just kind of took off. I quit my job and decided to run with it. And it just exploded. Um, yeah, it was a it's a really hard thing to quit a full time job and have a salary coming in to having nothing and just the hopes of being able to make it. But it worked out. Yeah, no, I think that that's awesome. I love people who really like Thank go you. after their dreams. Um, what is it, you know, that kind of like drew you to like wedding planning opposed to, you know, maybe like the corporate event side and whatnot. And would you say that what you do is similar or like a real life experience to the wedding plan or the movie? <laughs> <laughs> the movie, Yeah. You know, that movie, I think I have embedded in my memory, even when I watch it, I'm like, why am I watching this? This is my life. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, with weddings, the the emotional connection to the client when I first started out was just so special. And, you know, you develop a friendship and you get to be there for what a girl dreams to be. You know, you, you dream of your wedding when you're a little girl and you practice a wedding when you're a little girl. I remember doing it myself and to to watch it all come together and be a part of that is what is just so rewarding um, for me for weddings. As far as corporate events, you know, I, when I worked for a production company, I assisted on more of a corporate side. I just feel that a lot of businesses where I would want to do corporate events, they have their own planners in-house. You know, a lot of large companies have, right. they have that in their, in their office. So they're not going to pay an extra fee to have something that can be done in their office by somebody that knows the company. Um, so I kind of just ran with weddings. Um, <clears throat> similar to JLo, it all is very much the same, I'd say, um, except I haven't, you know, found my Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> um, my, my shoes haven't, although I wear heels at every single event, I will say that um, they haven't been stuck in any sewers lately. Um, but, but yeah, it's very much the same. You kind of have to start from the full planning or even, you know, getting roped in closer to the wedding date. And then the full day is exactly what you see in that movie, you know, from finding the father of the bride, because he's in a stairwell to, you know, spritzing, spritzing the father of the bride to get him ready and all aired out and <laughs> carrying a fanny pack, which I actually do. And I have a backpack <laughs> and I have an assistant. So it all very much is the same. I, I also, I promised myself I would never ever wear a fanny pack. And here I was <laughs> buying a Kate Spade fanny pack this year. Like I was like, I need the fanny pack on wedding days. Like it's made it so much easier. <laughs> yeah. So I never had a fanny pack, but I, um, when I was 16, I was working as a, as basically a part-time nanny for this amazing family from Merrick, which is where I grew up. 
And they gave me on my 16th birthday a Gucci fanny pack, which was like so cool to have at that age because it was Gucci. And I recently whipped it out. Like it was about almost a year ago where I first used it again. It's a little small. So I do have a backpack also, but um, I, you know, I, it's vintage, can't get it anymore. (laughs) Um, But it's definitely helpful to have all of the the most often asked for items on me at all times. So yeah. Fanny that's amazing. why I wear it, and, you know? Well, now it's called a belt bag. So apparently it's not a fanny pack. You're supposed <laughs> to call it a belt bag. And I was told by my friends in fashion that that is what it is. So that's what I'll call it now. Noted, noted. <laughs> you got to bring the belt bag on the important days. Yeah. <laughs> Now, you're always at, like, some of, like, the most beautiful venues. Um, What are some of the venues that you work with that you'd recommend to a bride for their special day? So, you know, I work all over Long Island, Manhattan, Westchester area, some destination weddings. um, But it's. I have a lot of venues that I'm in a lot, which you'll see on my social, but you know, it really does depend on the client's budget and their look and feel for the wedding. You know, some people like that beach wedding and you're going to find them out on Long Island at Crescent Beach Club, you know, or you're going to be out in Montauk or Peconic Bay, which I I love Peconic Bay Yacht Club. It is a amazing venue, beautiful views. Yeah. The first time I actually ever saw that was on your Instagram. And I was like, before I knew it, I was in a deep dive on Peconic Bay Yacht Club website, (laughs) watching the 360 like video. And I was like, oh my God, this is so nice. What a view. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a gorgeous venue. It's a, an amazing, you know, group of people that work there. I did my first wedding there in November 2 years ago. It was like the coldest day, but it was a um it was still a great wedding. Um but you know, I for my for my Jewish brides and grooms, uh Woodbury Jewish Center, Old Westbury Hebrew Congregation on Long Island, I'm often there. Um, work with them a lot, uh, as far as Manhattan, the Pierre, St. Regis, all the Cipriani's, the Plaza, um, Tribeca 360 is really cool. Recently, I, um, I'm doing more weddings with Chelsea Piers. So they have the lighthouse, Mm -hmm. which is like a really cool vibe. And then they have, you know, larger venues like Pier 60. They have a smaller venue more for mitzvahs and like rehearsal dinners and smaller weddings and maybe more modern bride. It's called Current. Yeah. So there's a ton. There's a ton of places, but it'll all be based on your budget as well as how many guests you have, because that's the trickiest part in planning a wedding and finding a venue is the amount of people you're going to invite and expect. And that can, that can knock out a lot of venues. Yeah, no, that's, that's for sure. I, I guess it would really be for everybody to kind of get their guest count together first and then take it from there about where they go and visit. Yeah. There's also, you know, the botanical gardens also has two different venues on the property. So, you know, a smaller, a smaller venue and then a larger space, larger ballroom and an outdoor ceremony area. So a lot of people 
pick their venues based on, you know, the availability of having an indoor and an outdoor space for ceremony if they're not going to be at a temple or a church, which is also very important to consider when you're planning. Yeah. Now, you know, with everything going on in the world, whatnot, um, I'm sure you've been kind of like hit hard with everything going on with coronavirus and how has that affected you know, business for you and, you know, how, how is it going between you and like for your brides? So the coronavirus um, definitely threw a monkey wrench into the hospitality and event industry. Um, All of my brides and couples, you know, immediately contacted me when this first began. Um, You know, I, I feel for all of them. Um, It is a very emotional decision to have to postpone a wedding and or cancel a wedding. Um, So, you know, for me, from a business standpoint, I'm still working just as much, if not more than I ever was because I'm, I'm dealing with all the phone calls from my clients, from my vendors, my venues, keeping in touch with everyone in the industry, trying to help people out where I can. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a scary situation for the health of the clients and the health of their guests. So I'm trying to, you know, speak to them about if they were to postpone, when they want to postpone, and try to guide them as best as I can. Um, I'm not always hired for full wedding planning either. So for those clients that have me for, let's say, for the month of, and their wedding is not even in this month, I'm still assisting them in trying to you know, find the best date, if I could talk to their vendors for them, reschedule things for them. It's, um, it's definitely a process. It's a very emotional one for my clients and for me. Um, cause I feel like sometimes I, I post this all the time, but am I a wedding planner or am I a therapist? <laughs> which one is, which one am, am I actually, I, <laughs> what is my job? Yeah, I, you, um, you are definitely both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, sometimes therapist before planner, which I'm not, I'm, you know, psychology major from college. So that kind of helps a little bit, but, um, yeah, it's really just like emotionally supporting my clients right now, as well as my vendors and my venue contacts and, you know, trying to all manage this as best as we can, since it is a, it's a virus that we don't know exactly when we're going to be able to have events again. Um, and it's kind of, we're at like a little bit of a standstill. So. Right. Now, um, what advice do you have, you know, for a bride to be who's, who's dealing with having to postpone their wedding due to the, the CDC regulations? So the back in March, the CDC had like an eight week uh, ban on events larger than I think it was originally 500 capacity, then it was 250, then it was down to 50. And now it's 10. Um, you know, even at 10, like who like, how can you have an event with less than 10 people, you know? Um, So because the CDC hasn't released any new guidelines, it's kind of really, really tricky. Um, And, you know, in watching the news and watching the governor and the mayor and Donald Trump, you know, it's really hard to predict when they may 
allow us to have gatherings. Um, so that being said, I have brides reaching out to me for this entire year going over the different process and what they should do. So my guidance is really to look at how far out your wedding is. Did you send your invitations out yet? Are they supposed to be ordered? Cause that's, you know, a tricky situation. You don't want to order them if you're not going to have your wedding that specific date as planned. Um, and kind of just guide them to come up with, like speak to their vendors, speak to the venue if they want to do it or if I do it and find out what their policies are because a big wild card that no one really thinks about is what do your contracts read? Because um, pandemics and epidemics are not, they're not in the force majeure clauses. They're not, they're not included in a lot of contracts. So whatever money you've already given to a vendor or to a venue is the vendor or the venue's money. Now, a lot of vendors are being extremely accommodating in the postponement and they're moving the dates at no cost, um, some of them. But, you know, you have to understand that there, there can be an additional cost to postponing your wedding. And if you ask me, I, you know, I would pay any sort of money to make sure that my family and my friends were safe. Right. So if there is some sort of small fee, um, digest the information from the vendor. Don't immediately jump down their throats um, and then have a conversation with your planner. If you have one already or your venue, or if you don't have a planner, you can call me, but you know, everyone's trying their best to be as accommodating as possible. And um, there's no, you know, we've never experienced this before. So we're kind of just all trying to work together. I don't know if I answered your question. By the way. <laughs> I think you did. I think you did good. What did, now I saw on your Instagram um, last month that you had a bride and groom that were set to get married um, and I believe that they were having like a big Long Island wedding and they ended up kind of like, I don't know if they canceled or they postponed, but they ended up getting married, like in the bride's house on that day. That was a very, uh, very emotional week. Um, yes, the very, I'll give a shout out to Melody and Max. Um, they, they are good friends of mine. I've done a bunch of weddings for family members of both sides. Um, so they are like most of my clients, like family to me. So we had to actually change their wedding date with 48 hours notice. Oh uh, the wedding was March 14th and we had to make the decision fast because the CDC guidelines had just popped up about events and, you know, people were dropping out left and right. It was the it was one of the most upsetting situations I've ever experienced firsthand, sitting with Melody as she was crying. Um, but, you know, as supportive as possible, you know, we came up with a plan to do a ceremony with her rabbi and her immediate family at her home. They did already have their marriage license and their ketubah, so it was able to happen and the actual party and we will do a different sort of ceremony is scheduled for later on this year. So we did do that. Um, it was a joint decision by both families and the bride and groom. 
and we were able to pull it together with her current vendors. So the vendors that she had actually helped us out in doing this small gathering so that she did honor and keep the date that she did want to get married. That was nice. Yeah. I mean, I saw the pictures and I just thought one, I I know it wasn't like the big wedding that she dreamed of that day, but she looked absolutely stunning. Like in that short, like little white dress that had like, right. Am I, am I getting right? Yes. 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 And they had the light up sign in the house with like the, the name of the wedding. If I, I, I think I'm remembering this correctly, but um, and I was just like, you know what? Like that is such a chill bride and groom that still want that love each other. They want to get married that day. They know they can't have the whole big wedding because it's just like putting, it could put people at risk and, you know, they're making the good and responsible decision while also like showing, you know what? Hey, like we love each other. I want to get married. I want to marry you this day. Like whether we have 400 people in attendance or five people in attendance, like as long as I have you there, like that's all that matters. And I was, I, I thought that that was really sweet. I really have to say. Yeah, it was beautiful. I mean, I, like I said, I know the both, both families very well. And uh, it was an intimate, it was an intimate ceremony and they really wanted it to happen. We had our photographer, from uh, Roe Yohai Studios, Pierce Wright was there. Metro assisted in making a beautiful chuppah for the house. Um, so yeah, we really all kind of came together. She had a great outfit that would have been for her rehearsal dinner, but she didn't, she didn't want to wear her gown yeah. because you know there's still there's still a time for her to yeah. do that, and you know we don't want to. We don't want to, yeah. we want to see that at yeah. the big, at the big wedding. Everyone yeah. wants to see that. Well, beautiful. I will say the rehearsal dinner dress, it worked. And She's a very, very fashionable very, bride. Very fashionable. I'm excited to see the pictures when her big day comes, but I'm happy that, you know, they were able to, you know, experience, you know, becoming husband and wife and, you know, having that, you know, they'll have this journey to talk about forever. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, a lot of my, a lot of my brides are thinking of doing the same thing when they have to postpone or, you know, some of their dates are postponed for next year. Um, it's definitely something to consider currently right now. Fun fact, the city clerk is closed. So um, in the event that, you know, hopefully they'll open soon, yeah. you know, the May 15th number, you know, that that date or June, who knows, but I'm sure the line for, for marriage certificates is going to be completely out the door and around the corner. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you are going to be doing that, there are ways to do it. There are a lot of vendors that would assist in helping, you know, make that happen. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's definitely, an idea um and i think that we'll probably see it more often than not with the current situation yeah, for sure now i have to ask you a little bit of like an unrelated question but now mm-hmm. a bride pretty much has had the vision of their wedding day from the time that they're a little girl and mm-hmm. how do you handle a tough or kind of high maintenance mother of the bride or mother of the groom that has a lot of opinions on the wedding 
that might differ from the bride's vision? That's a very tricky question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You're really digging deep there. Um, You know, I think that I think that all families have different dynamics, Um, whether I am hired by the parents, which happens sometimes to be that middleman. Um, it definitely alleviates some of the stress that you are asking about in the question. Um, but I'm basically, I basically become that liaison. So, you know, some people, the bride may think the mom and dad are being difficult or the parents may think the bride's being difficult, but you know, that's ultimately why people hire planners. You know, you get in the middle and you kind of explain what is going on to both sides. Um, for the most part, everyone, all my clients, at least everyone gets along, you know, I think that there's always like a little hiccup that can cause, you know, added stress, but I wouldn't say that, um, that my clients are at the level of which you are asking (laughs) in your question. Um, and they really, you know, they, I become not the mom. I'm not trying to say I become the mom. But I become the person that the bride is comfortable asking certain questions where if I can answer it, I can answer it. Or I can then contact the parents and be like, heads up, you know, the bride is really stressed out about this situation. I think we should handle it like this. Whether or not they take my advice is, you know, up to the client. But kind of being that middleman liaison is what alleviates a lot of the stress. So that's why I think most of my clients, for the most part, don't have anger towards each other or stress towards each other because they know that I'm going to kind of handle it. Yeah, (laughs) I think it's I think it's a smart decision to always like have a planner on because they are that that middle person, that liaison, kind of like you said, to bring it all together and kind of keep everybody calm in the situation. Yeah, I mean, on a day of having a planner is obviously helpful because, you know, we are going to see things before they happen and we have the experience to know how to deal with certain personalities and make sure the day flows perfectly and work with the vendors that are all, you know, being hired. But, you know, also on on the flip side, sometimes, you know, the planner really needs to step in prior to the day of, which I'm sure is going to lead into one of your follow-up questions as far as the services Mm -hmm. I provide and you know I when I first started out day of was a thing you know five years ago everyone was like I want you for day of day of day of it doesn't exist um from my from my standpoint um if someone wants me for day of I call it month of month of is typically like six weeks out um have I made some decisions where I can do more of like a week of thing if the wedding is like right around the corner yes but for the most part in order to provide the service and have the perfect day it is always worthwhile to pay to have someone on your team prior to the week of the wedding there's a lot of communication a timeline can be I I could do a timeline a, a year before a wedding to give you a better idea of how a day runs, you know, like those are things that can happen so far out. So I always say not to wait until the last second to kind of, right. You know, 
deal with them. Um, so planning, being a planner helps. There are a lot of planners out there. The competition is high. Um, personality is very important. I am a very chill kind of person in general. So that's kind of also how I run my business. Um, I don't, I don't believe in like freaking people out or stressing people out. Like if you have a planner that's stressing you out, you know, chances are you're going to be stressed out on the wedding day. Like that's yeah. not, it's not exactly what, yeah, what you want. Not, not all like personalities always click. And I think comes to hiring a wedding planner, you want to make sure that your personality is, you know, that you feel comfortable. Yeah, it's uh, personality is very important. It's important with hiring a lot of vendors. Um, and it's definitely, it could definitely be a game changer in the wedding world for you, for your stress levels, for, you know, for dealing with the pressure leading up to the day. How's my wedding gown getting to the venue? You know, there's, there's a million, there's a million and one things that I do for each of my, each of my brides. Um, being a planner and offering the service is definitely a luxury. It's something that a lot of people do not think about until they're already, you know, knee deep or however you say that, um, in the planning process. So I would say if you haven't thought about it, you should think about it sooner than later. Dates are crazy right now, um, for the rest of 2020 and 2021, you know, vendors and venues are completely booking up like crazy, um, due to the coronavirus, people are moving around. Um, and yeah, it could definitely take a lot of the added stress or aggravation away, but we also provide a service where, you know, I work with different vendors. I work with different venues. I have suggestions based on budget. And can kind of guide you through how to plan a wedding on a budget. Yeah. And I think, you know, if people give you a call, that'll be sort of like their initial consultation with you and kind of see what work, what could work best for them, whether it is month of six months out, if you need full planning, and that will, you know, kind of show them what best suits their needs. Yes. And there's some situations where, you know, a budget doesn't allow for a planner. So, you know, that comes up sometimes too, depending on your budget. And if we can make something work, I totally try for everyone that contacts me. But, you know, even offering some advice or trying to guide them without them hiring me is something that, you know, I try to help out all my brides as best as I can. But every situation's different, every budget's different, and every vision's different. So, You kind of have to mold yourself into dealing with all different kinds (laughs) of people. (laughs) I agree with that. So now, I mean, you've had, you know, some years like in the industry and planning and whatnot. And now what advice do you have for any men or women who might, who might be starting out in their career that want to potentially work in wedding planning? I would say, what are you thinking? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, bring, bring your belt back, uh, people. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's definitely a personality. You have to have a certain personality to do this. Um, you also have to understand that you will not have weekends. And that is a huge thing to give up. 
Uh, a lot of people enjoy their weekends. They enjoy their nights. I'd say I'm working most often from two o'clock in the afternoon until my eyes close and then doing it all over again the next day and then going to weddings on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Um, so getting the experience, if anyone can reach out to different companies, whether it's a venue or vendors or another planner to kind of get the experience and just shadow them on a wedding day could be could be helpful. Um, I know there's courses online that you can take to learn more about planning. I personally did not do that. I kind of just threw myself into it and like learned as I go, because a lot of times you're going to learn the most from being on site and seeing what what it takes to put a wedding together. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's super rewarding. You get to see people celebrating, you know, the most important and biggest day of their lives. And they're also in good moods yeah. because it's a wedding. So <laughs> you don't really, you don't really have to deal with uh, too many, too many sour pusses and uh, bad attitudes, but it is a very high stress job. You know, there's a lot of high stress jobs out there. I think that, um, you know, there's certain things I wouldn't, I wouldn't do personally. Um, but the, the stress levels and dealing with it is probably the hardest thing about being a wedding planner. Like everyone sees pictures of a <laughs> wedding planner or they watch the movie and they think like, oh, I really want to do that. Look how glamorous it is. Like, I can't, you know, I can't wait. Like, look at, she's wearing a gown and she has a belt <laughs> bag on. Like, <laughs> there's so much yeah. more. Like, you know, I try to show it on my social. I'm underneath my bride's gowns, like helping them go to the yeah. bathroom, you know, we're making sure their shoes are on. We're carrying things like camels, like when we're yeah. running around Manhattan to do pictures, you know. It doesn't matter if it's rain, snow, sleet, like we're just like the, like the post yeah. office, right? Like if that doesn't stop a wedding, you know, it's not stopping yeah. me, you know, I have to go. Um, so there's a lot that goes into it. So it's definitely something you have to learn. I would say you'd have to learn from experience. So if you can get a job in the industry or for a planner, that would be like the best lesson to see if you could if you could, uh, yeah, you could do it. No, I agree. I think experience is key and it's going to show you what you like and what you don't like. Now I wanted to ask you if you have anything coming up that, you know, we should be looking out for any Instagram live demos, any workshops in the works, anything that, you know, forever young events, you know, is doing or on the horizon that we should, we should look out for. So my Instagram is FY parties and I am constantly on social media, whether it's posting or doing uh, some lives with some of my vendors, um, which I'm trying to do now since, you know, we're all stuck at home. Um, but I really, I really try to get out to everyone through my story on Instagram Um and my posting, I don't, you know, I do a lot of posting. It's all done directly through me. It's like you could hear my voice in my posts. Um, so I try to be as positive and give like real tips 
through Instagram. I am working on, uh, I'll be rolling out something else um, in the near future. I don't have a date, but I will be putting together a second, I guess a second business or an offshoot of what I do where I'm going to be assisting and offering classes online um, and some in-person classes when we're allowed to actually get (laughs) out. Um, and it'll be at some of my venues that I work at, but I will be teaching people and giving people advice on planning weddings that not ne- that necessarily can't hire me or they don't think they need a planner and then they take the classes and then realize <laughs> they do. Um, so <laughs> that's kind of my, my next plan. Um, it's in the works and I'm excited about it and I hope that, you know, people will start you know, following me and taking some of my advice, ask me questions. Um, but yeah, that's really, that's really it. I'm just dying to get out and do a wedding with one of my clients. You know, this time is, it's just, I'm not yeah. used to not getting dressed, not getting dressed up <laughs> on a Saturday and, uh, I was just and getting say, out there. It must be weird to have a weekend off. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm not definitely not used to it. Um, I had a lot of weddings on my calendar this year, but obviously are postponed or moved to next year. And we're trying to still continue to bring new business in um, and keep everyone's, you know, positivity high, but also be realistic about the situation we're in. And uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can get out there soon and you'll see more more posts, but for now you see all of the posts from the weddings that I already have done, whether it's, you know, 2018, 2019, and, you know, further back, I'm trying to, I give a lot of uh, shout outs to some of my past brides because they get, they get mad when they're not on my <laughs> social feed. So well, <laughs> got to give not, everyone you know, some face time. Looking. I always got to see where Sarah is. She's <laughs> at some of the coolest venues. I mean, I love Temple Beth Torah, but when I saw it on your Instagram, I was like, that's it. That, that's it. That is it. You know? Yeah, it's a that's another great that's another great space. They have an awesome cocktail hour room. The the staff is wonderful there. And then sometimes I see, you know, brides on Sarah's story that are like brides that I know, and I was like, oh my god, like I didn't even realize like Sarah would be working that wedding. That's so cool. And you know, so I like to keep up with Sarah. She's got some of the coolest content out there. She showcases the best vendors in the industry, some of the best venues. And I'm so excited that you were able to come on the podcast today. I can't wait to honestly, you know, return to some sort of normalcy and we can go out and get a drink and catch up and, you know, shoot the breeze and maybe do another episode. (laughs) And, you know, I, I, I look forward to seeing all the great weddings that, you know, hopefully, you know, our mouth to God's ears that you'll be doing this summer <laughs> and to a really busy and prosperous fall 2020 and spring 2021. And I'll definitely be looking out for your wedding planning course so that we can let everybody know about it together. And, um, you know, just excited to see all that you do in the future. Thank you. I, I am so I'm so excited that I was able to be on the podcast. You know, the time the times are crazy right now with Zoom calls and phone calls and text messages and emails. It's like 
even though you feel like you have all the time in the world, I no. don't feel that. And I would love <laughs> to feel that. So if anyone can let me know how, I would appreciate that guidance. Um, but thank you so much for having me on here. I can't wait to see it go live. Any any additional segments you want to yeah. do, if there's a specific topic, I'm happy to do it. And uh, I wish you all the oh, best with the podcast. So this is great. I'm very so excited. Much. You're doing, you're doing a great thing for uh, your followers, for couples, for your brides. And uh, I wish you oh, the best. I appreciate it. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to continuing to bring content every week and, you know, have some new people on. Um, so, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for tuning into the Bride Tender. You can check us out on Spotify for your wedding fix each Monday. Make sure to share with your friend, your fellow bride or groom, your mom, your dad, your cousin, your sister, your brother, your friend, and pretty much anyone, as it's a comedy hour you never knew you needed. You can check me out and all my Instagram stories at The Candy Guru. Make sure to follow my candy table displays at Eventpire, my event blog showcasing the top event trends on Long Island at the Long Island Eventista. And of course, make sure to follow The Bride Tender for all fun facts on the wedding industry, ways to save money on your future wedding, and hire the best in the business for your special day. Don't forget to give a follow to FY Parties. Keep up with Sarah and all the amazing events she's planning. Check out some inspiration for your special day and make sure to stay tuned as she has her new wedding planning course that's going to roll out shortly. And I know that that's going to be exciting for everybody to see. So until next week, mix yourself a cocktail, slide into my DMs with questions you want answered on all things weddings. Stay sane, stay healthy, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Thank you.